Hey, what's up, world? It's the Afropunk Trish Adora, and you're here at Three Count Podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. And by the 150th episode, I would think that by now you would call me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me, but it's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? You can find this person at Mission Pro Wrestling, GCW, Progress, Beyond, CZW, Limitless, Glory, West Coast Pro, ROH, Invictus, AEW, GSW, and WWE. She is the number one number one wrestler in the indie world she is the number one requested guest on this show she is the <laughs> pan-african world diaspora champion and she is the afro-punk trish adora oh my gosh <laughs> that's so nice that was like such a nice intro i appreciate that <laughs> hey i'm available for uh, road trips i will be gladly to be somebody's personal uh, announcer whenever they need me <laughs> That. Okay, look, we can sign that up for sure. It's like I almost forget how many places I go, and then you like rattling them off. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> wrap your set. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, yo. So one, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so sure. it's it's not it's it's 100 a shoot when I say like you are our number one requested guest. Like I've had so many people come through and just tell me like, dude, you got to get Trish. I'm like, I know, cause she's so awesome. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> I was actually talking to a couple of friends today, and uh, I was talking about how you were coming on the show, and they, they, and you know, they're not wrestling fans. So when mm-hmm. I showed them like just you, just on YouTube, and like all the stuff that you've done, they're like, oh, because a bunch of my friends, they're just like, they're not, they're not in tune with it, but they saw you, and they're like, dang, she's so cool. I was like, I know. <laughs> oh, so. well, that's really nice. Well, I'm glad to finally come on. I know it's kind of. I don't know. I don't do too many podcasts too often anymore. So I try to make time when I can. So happy to do that for sure. Yeah, Dev, I appreciate it. So listen, for those who don't know who you are, because they must be living on a rock, I, I just need you to tell people, who is Trisha Dora? I am an independent wrestler, you know, first and foremost. Um, I was trained at Team 3D under Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. I've trained at a lot of places. I trained at um, Worldwide Dojo under World Famous CB and Sumi Sakai. I've trained under the Ring of Honor Dojo under Jonathan Gresham. So lots of lots of hands in the pot. So it definitely ends up being definitely a more layered um, persona, maybe, than what people are used to. No, I love it because, like, if there's something that I've learned is that you don't only want to try you don't only want to be trained at one place like you want to go kind of like let everybody kind of, sounds weird to say like this but everybody put their spoon like in the chili and just yeah. kind of like you know add their little ingredients to you because i hear i hear it all the time where people are like um taking all the advice that you get but then like just stick with the stuff that really kind of like meshes with you and mm-hmm. i i genuinely i i love hearing when people tell me they're like yeah i've trained here trained here trained there been with that person i'm like dude can I pick your brain? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun just getting different perspectives, you know. Um, 
there's no one right answer in wrestling too. So it's important to like have like different feedback from different styles, different types of people, you know. I think that's pretty important. So I enjoy training. Training is one of my favorite parts of being a wrestler, funny enough. <laughs> I like training. I like I love when someone has to give me when I get a new perspective from something. It's cuz it's weird. I hear about it a lot like a lot of people are like I don't I don't take criticism well. I'm like, well, then you're in the wrong world to to say that because yeah. you should want to take that criticism to be better because, you know, it's iron sharpens iron. That's what they tell people. Very true. Very, very true. So how did you get into the sport? Um, I watched wrestling when I was younger. Um, it was something, it was like a bonding experience with like me and my family. Uh it was kind of like just a TV show that we watched, just like other TV shows that we watched, you know. So it was it was kind of easy to get caught up in everything, but I definitely felt like I was watching something for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, de- I describe it as that. It's like, wow, look at this TV show we're watching. What are they going to do now? And then, you know, we channel surf on Monday and Thursday night. So um, definitely ping pong during the Monday Night Wars. So there's a lot of wrestling intake growing up. That no, it's kind of cool because I know, like, I did that. I did the same thing with my family too. Like, we were always looking for like something new to like check out. And my parents weren't really big into wrestling, so like, I used to go over and hang out with my aunt, and we used to watch wrestling like every Saturday morning, every Monday night, and every uh, uh, Friday. And then you know, Thursday night thunder came along, and I was definitely like hooked on wrestling every day. (laughs) I was gonna say there was something on every day, right? It seemed like it. It felt that way, and I enjoyed it. I was like, besides the Monday Night Wars, like, you know, Thursday, Thunder, and then, you know, you had SmackDown, you know, with The Rock finally leading it through, and then Saturday main event, and then Velocity. Okay, or I was going to say. <laughs> I feel like not a lot of people would, like, get that, like, there was a show called Velocity. I'm like, yeah, actually, there yeah. was. And it was awesome, Okay. <laughs> It was awesome. And then even like Sunday Night Heat, the one time that Triple H like didn't want to wrestle on a pay-per-view. So they just gave him the main event, Sunday Night Heat, and let him wrestle there. It was like, okay, this is cool. (laughs) So I got to ask, though, because you've been in the game for a little bit. And I'm sure you have one of these stories. But what's the worst bump you've taken? Um, It's a good question. I'm trying to think. Uh, I try to be smart about the things that I do. I'm trying to think of what really, really sucked. You know, I never got my kickback, but Wheeler Yuta kicked me in the face really hard. And I, I, I got to get my kickback. I, I see him sometimes and I'm like, hey, and he's like, hey, I kicked you in the face that one time. And I was like, I'm getting it back. Don't worry about it. I'm getting it back. Like, I don't care how high on the card. Yeah, I was like, I don't care how high on the card you get on AEW. That receipt Look, is coming. <laughs> I was going to say, I owe him something for real. He kicked me hard as hell. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Yo, you had to, yeah, at least had to lay in a strike on him, right? Like, you Well, no, we, we definitely, uh, we got after it for sure. But uh, <laughs> I didn't forget that. It was a, um, a drop kick off the top rope. He got me, like, all in the face. <laughs> It's funny because that happens with me and like one of my best friends, right? Like whenever he he gets upset with me, like he's like, I'm just going to smack you in the face like really hard. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And so crazy enough, 
past Saturday, I whiffed on a punch and he, yeah, he socked the shit out of me. And uh, I was like, all right, I guess we know where we're going now. <laughs> and yeah, so, right. <laughs> But I find it funny because, like, this is, like, the only place where we legit tell, tell each other, like, if you can't hit your friends hard, who can you hit? And then you go out there and do it. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, what kind of um post-match snack, post-match meal do you have, like, after a show? Um, I definitely drink lots of orange Gatorade. <laughs> That's, like, a, a personal favorite of mine. Um. Post match, I'm usually looking to like get something ridiculous, like some pizza or like tacos or something like that. I'm usually looking to kind of go in because I was definitely keeping it nice and chill. I do, I eat pretty well, I'd probably say. And uh, post match, I definitely go straight for like the pizza or just something to kind of carb overload and just eat my feelings a little bit, just kind of <laughs> celebrating the victory somewhat. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because it was interesting when I got to meet you at Fight, um, you know, you had just won against Big Swole, so you had, like, this massive match, and my daughter, like, instantly fell in love and was like, who's that? I was like, well, that's Trish, and she's like, oh, and then we definitely got to meet up, and she got that beautiful picture with you, uh, with you, and I was just, you know, I, I saw, like, I saw, like, the excitement that you had, because you were just like, I'm just, and I was in the same way, because I was just there helping, I was like, I just want to get some food, but you could definitely, you have, like, that that hypeness that you're like, whatever's going to come, I'm just going to take this and devour it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, I'm just ready. Especially like when, when it's, there's a lot of like stress involved with sometimes putting together like, and then just like the whole show trying to get everything situated, it becomes a lot. And uh, f- food feels like a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, wait, I haven't eaten since like 11 a.m. You look around, it's like 9 p.m. And like, it's like a taco truck outside or like a sandwich spot. And it's just like, yes. Well, it's funny because you talk about like nerves, right? Because um, I I suffer from high anxiety. Uh, I'm just high, high anxiety. and I'm high functioning. And so to help calm me down, like before shows, like the first thing I do is like I grab a handful of gummy bears. Doesn't matter what kind, just any kind of gummy bears. And I just sit there and I'll just start eating them and just like, it just takes me out of mindset being nervous. So I like, that's like my pregame ritual now. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like it's, the Albanese ones. Yeah. So, and everybody's, people's asked me, they're like, is there different ones that give you, no, I'm like, no, 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 just, just gummy bears in general. But the mm-hmm. Albany ones are always like, they're really nice. <laughs> like, like, like the bougie gummies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're a little too fancy for me. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, let me get that gold packet and let me just rock this. <laughs> get that Haribo real quick (laughs) right (laughs) it's funny because like um one of my friends like anytime that he sees me at a show he's like dude just just open your backpack because they know they're in there I'm like no it wasn't he's like I come on come on Cliff just give me the give me the gummy bears because they all know I have them (laughs) so I'm curious though right because you are like I'll just keep it 100 you are you're a hundred percent royalty like in this in Aww. this in this world of wrestling That's nice. and uh like so as like a woman in like such a, a dominant position especially a woman of color in this dominant position what does that like title mean to you to kind of be like the light that everybody tries to chase after Oh, well, that's really nice. I appreciate you saying that. 
Um, it's, it's definitely an interesting journey for me uh, personally, just trying to deal with like a lot of things um, and trying to make sure that wrestling is like a piece of this puzzle. And um, I'm trying to make sure that everything can contribute positively to everything else. Um, so I'm doing my best to make sure that I take every opportunity that I get, you know, as serious as I can. I just want to make sure that I'm always representing myself well, you know, my family, my city where I was trained and stuff. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm always representing that well and just staying true to myself. So long as I'm doing that, you know, that's usually the right answer. So I feel like I'm just kind of at a, a nice pace. I got a nice flow going with my career and um, I'm very, very happy to be in the position that I'm in. You know, um, it wasn't an accident. I can finally like agree now. I've been fighting imposter syndrome for a while and I've been telling myself like, oh, maybe it was this happy accident. And it just wasn't. It wasn't an accident. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not going to be an accident going forward. So that's, you know, that's how serious I take this. Well, like you had like one of like, and it was like, a, will be honest. It was like one of my favorite moments and just like wrestling period. Right. And it was right after, it was right after the ring of honor, uh, you had just lost. Right. And you were sitting in the back, you were down and you were like in tears. Right. And Shane Taylor came to you and he was like, Queens don't cry. And like, it rang so, it rang so loud to me. And I was like, dude, just like, just in, I thought about it in a personal sense, like just like people like soldiers and, and, and warriors don't just stay down. They just get up and keep moving forward. But seeing that moment between you two, like I was like, that's what true mentorship looks like. And I know it was a segment, but I was like, that is what true mentorship looks like. They, that's those people who come to you when you're down and like, I don't want to say force your chin back up, but they tell, they pretty much just pick your chin up for you and just tell you like, hey, we got to keep moving this bar over. And I was like, this is such an awesome moment to watch. Yeah, um, I try to hone in on a lot of those moments too. I think that it's important to kind of have a community of people around you that you can trust and lean on. Um, that's so important, you know, because cause what are you doing without it? You're just doing some really difficult thing all by yourself, you know, and you don't have to. So I feel really grateful to have people, you know, like Suge, Suge D and Darius Lockhart in my corner. Uh, just people that want to pour into me the way I pour into them. You know, um, it's just a really, really, I don't know, it's a really, really good feeling and I feel more comfortable being able to perform that way. And so I really ended up enjoying my time with Ring of Honor actually because of that. So I'm curious, like what's been one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn as you've kind of like made your way through the business? Um, a hard lesson for me, there's lots of them, but honestly that I just have to believe myself first, you know, um, it's, there's, there's just a lot of times where and this gets complicated, I guess <laughs> it gets, it gets complicated. Let me, let me make it, I guess, as simple as I can. But, um, I think that the best way to make it out alive, so to speak, is to understand that 
you know, nobody really makes it out alive, you know. Um, I think having a healthy dose of reality in every situation that I'm in, especially in wrestling, because it can be very fickle, you know, and things can change all the time. You know, uh, your enemies aren't your enemies anymore one day, maybe, you know, or maybe your friends aren't your friends anymore one day, maybe, you know. And so I think that in order to make sure that I'm not getting too caught up in this great big world, it can sweep you up sometimes, you know. I think I've learned to keep a healthy separation. Um between myself, my personal life, work, and uh, and wrestling. I try to keep those things very separate, especially being in the public eye. That's kind of a part nobody's preparing you for. Like the wrestling stuff is one thing, but after a while, you're kind of in the public eye when you're on TV a couple of times and stuff. And, you know, and you're at like a lot of like high profile shows and your online following is really high and you know, people like recognize you like out on the street and stuff. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a whole other thing you're signing up for. And if you're not like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not extroverted. I'm pretty introverted. You know what I mean? So when you're not that person, you, you, you need almost an extra layer of training in a sense to kind of deal with all these things. So just learn to keep a, a healthy separation. It's, it's been a hard lesson, but, uh, and one, I kind of got to, I got to hit my head over and over a little bit, but I think I'm starting to like, I, I finally accepted it, I think. I feel like that was like something I learned from uh, Brutal Bob Evans, like asking him. And he said the same thing. He was like, like, everything has to have its place, like just in, in life, right? Whether it's wrestling or your family or a job or friends, everything has to have its place. And, you know, it's, it's about kind of trying to keep that order and like, you know, yourself and myself, you know, we're veterans, right, of, you know, the armed forces. And so coming across with that, like, you're trying to always make sure you're keeping that in line. But sometimes it does get hard. It gets blurry. And I think about that a lot, too, where it's like, how do I how do I make sure I keep myself grounded? And, like, fortunately for me, I think the biggest thing is I have my daughter who I can just kind of look at and know like I have to stay I have to keep a good example for her because if I start to get a little big headed or swole a little bit in the head she'll be the one to come through and pop it and she's done it on more than one occasion for me <laughs> so, so I guess there's where my uh my my person for me is that she's always here to just make sure to take that pin to to me and let me know like hey you're you're not that guy yet <laughs> yeah um, but what kind of advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Um, to train and to train at lots of places, you know, um, I think that there's a lot of different styles of trainings at, you know, different wrestling schools. I think it would be very smart for anybody, you know, to definitely learn at different places. Um, there's so many things that I'd have just never learned had I still, you know, been playing in the yard at Team 3D, you know. Eventually, I got to get on the bus and go across town and maybe learn some other things or add to that bag <coughs> of those good fundamentals that I already had, you know. Um, so I think that 
that's been one of the things that's allowed me to have as much freedom, I think, and as as much, yeah, I'd say freedom, as much freedom, being able to know that like, I can go train anywhere and there's always somewhere I can go to like, just sort of reconnect. I kind of use that as like networking almost, you know, with seminars and things like that. I think that's really important. And um, I don't know, I just always think that that's important training and seminars and just learning at more than one place. No, I like that. I like that idea. And that's, I kind of feel like that's why I came up with the podcast was just so I could go out and pick the brain of like other, other wrestlers to help me <laughs> because it's like, although like, it's, it's funny. I say it all the time. And I think I've said it on the show a few times, but like, I kind of gave myself like this 10 year window. That's like, Hey man, like, you know, you're not a spring chicken. You're definitely on the older side mm-hmm. and uh, you gotta like, you gotta, reach out and network and connect and talk and learn from as many people as you can. Cause you know, when I turn 45 it's going to be like, uh, all right, man, like either can try to do this or you can shift avenues and go down a different, different path. Yeah. So my last question for you before we jump into the second best segment is you've been around East coast, West coast around the world. Let's just be honest. So I do need one do and one don't of the locker room. Ah. Oof. Um, a do of the locker room. Hmm. Respect people's personal property and personal space. You know, I know things are pretty cramped. And the culture is you can kind of change anywhere, so to speak. And you can kind of just, and I guess you can, you know, I've changed anywhere. I don't, I've been the only uh, female on a, on a card a lot. So there've been times where I've had to like, just, you know, crouch and, you know, just change. And I think uh, that's kind of lost as sometimes, maybe not always, but um, generally speaking, that can be kind of lost. So I think, the idea of respecting people's space, you know, giving, you know, taking turns and being respectful, even with the little space that we have, you know, just of people's like comfort levels and things like that. So, um, was that a do or a don't? That is definitely a do. Like, okay. Yeah. I was like, don't I hate be to weird. be that person that's like, yeah, don't do that. Don't respect people's place. Like, no, not at all. It's like, I was thinking, was that a message of don't be weird or was that a message of do respect space? No. But, yeah, now that you say that, that definitely could be both. Like, yeah, don't yes. be weird. Don't, don't be weird. Don't be weird. And do respect people's space. No. But, um, I guess a big don't. Um, I like. I'd like to think that the locker room is pretty sacred. You know, it's meant for the people that are there to change. Given the fact that we have such limited space, and it's it's almost always such limited space. Very rarely do you just have like an abundance of space where people can just lay out. You know, um, not often. So I think the amount of people that you know just aren't supposed to be in the locker room. You know. Um, if you pay a, to buy a ticket, then, you know, there's a spot for you. And it's, you know, you got seats, maybe a standing room only this time and balconies and all that stuff. Lots of cool things. You know, it's just not in the locker room. And there's just, you know, just a little separation is very healthy. 
you know, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. And I wouldn't exactly call it gatekeeping, so long as you're not rude about it, you know. But uh, <laughs> I think there's always a way to say something and a way to kind of come across as respectful as possible. So that's always the right answer. So Yeah. You know, it's, it's something I remember, like, uh, I was just at a show. Uh, and it was the first time my dad and my stepmom actually had came and watched me wrestle, and it was cool. And yeah. I definitely told him, though, I was like, you guys got to stay out here. Like, you guys can't go in the locker room. Sorry. <laughs> And they understood. They were like, no, we definitely, yeah, it's fine. Go do your thing. And we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here for you after you get done with your match. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I just came out and hung out with them afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So if I can do it to my family. Y'all can do it to your family and friends too. Okay. They don't need to be in the locker room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that is all my heavy hitting questions. But Trish, we do have to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. You're probably wondering what's the first it's the Red Dogs Power Rankings. You can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions, and this is how it's going to work. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast, and uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. I'm bad at these. <laughs> Knee jerk is always so awkward. Here we go. It's going to be awesome, though. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! No. And here we <laughs> go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Liar, liar. Let's go. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite color? Yellow. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite submission? Cattle mutilation, baby. <laughs> TikTok or IG? IG. Favorite podcast? Oh, this is so hard. I've been listening. I'm listening to like five different podcasts right now. Oh my gosh. You know, Bill Burr has a podcast, comedian Bill Burr, and he is so funny. <laughs> His I, show is funny too. F is for family. He's got yes. like a, any, okay, I'm sorry. Good. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I'm all 100% about this because I have listened to Bill Burr's podcast and I definitely love Bill Burr. So yes. I'm on track with you. <laughs> Yeah, his he's so funny just as a like his whole thing, like his TV show is funny, his stand up is like hilarious. He yeah. I like Bilber a lot. <laughs> All right. Well nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Ooh. Have you talked to Suge yet? No, he's uh he's definitely on the list of people I want to bring on the show though. <laughs> Yeah, hit up Shug. He has even more. He's so good for like, he's just good for little like, I can't even, I can't even describe it to you, but he's very much like reflective and always has a good word. Whenever we like chat, it's just like such like good energy and good words like exchange. So I think you'd have a really good conversation with him for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this podcast, favorite curse word. <laughs> not favorite curse word. You know what? I actually, now that now that I'm, I'm yeah, I actually like the word bitch. <laughs> it's the best because you can kind of say it on TV sometimes and it's still a curse word. It's kind of like the best curse word. It's yeah. pretty offensive too. To it, still it, be able to say it on TV yeah. <laughs> sometimes. You can get you can slide a bitch in there sometimes. Well, it's like weird because like now and you know, like WWE, like like all the female wrestlers just like let it loose. Like I'm like, it's cool, 
but it's only cool like if you're doing like every once in a while like effectively yeah but like true. all of a sudden you just see someone like i am that bitch i am this but i'm like yeah I, okay yeah yeah, yeah it's just like now, the common word <laughs> yeah common i'm like word. i get i get i get thrown off when people are all like shit i'm like you wait you can say it on tv still like that's the thing <laughs> Oof, i haven't heard any shit so let's see maybe like damn or ass those are pretty like straightforward i like bitch though yeah bitch is definitely a good one i like that too well those are all my questions so trish <laughs> the last thing i have to ask is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you yes so online you can find me at trish adora 202 that's on ig that's on Twitter. That's on like lots of stuff. And if you just so happen to be in the Pennsylvania area on Saturday, April 10th, I'll be wrestling for Enjoy Wrestling. That's going to be pretty dope. It's going to be inside Mr. Small's Cafe out in uh, Millville, Pennsylvania. It's going to be fun. I'm going to get to wrestle Alec Price. It's going to be a first time matchup. That's going to be kind of crazy, you know, <laughs> very much a styles clash, you know. So uh, am I going to ground the high flyer? We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Also, um, I'll be wrestling that Sunday, April 10th um, for Combat Zone Wrestling. So they're doing like a little bit of um, just a rehash overall. And um, they tagged me in and I'm happy to help for a little while. Uh, I will be wrestling Karen Bam Bam. That's going to be a totally different style of match. <laughs> so it's throwing somebody around one night, then getting thrown around the next night. So that should be very, very interesting. So if you're in Maryland, if you're in the DMV area and you want to come hang out on Sunday, I'm hoping I see you there. There'll be tickets at the door for both of those events in Pennsylvania and in Maryland. So, Well, there you have it. She gave you all the handles. You guys know where to find her. You guys know where to find her uh, at her events. So here's what we got to do. It's the best part of a wrestling match. We had to take it home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dogma. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. And you see her right next to me. She's right there. She is the Afro punk, the true queen. Charlotte, move over. No one, just move over. Okay? It is Trisha <laughs> Doris, so you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And you choose another episode to listen to. Yes. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So 
Show us the support, please.